I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And welcome to Terminal 7. Hey there, Nels. Hello, Jesse. How are you? Doing excellent because this is episode 45. 45? That's so cool. It's great. We're here. We're back. Yep. The ballot boxes have been opened. Yes, they have. The check marks have been tallied. Yeah, and thank you. Twice. Holy cow, and thank you so much. That was a really big response. Yes. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Over, I think, 500 votes. It was really quite... um, it was very nice to, for people to be so enthusiastic. Yep. I may question perhaps the direction of a little bit of that enthusiasm. It came out that I'm pretty sure people like me more than Nels. Uh, without question. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about our listeners, uh, but it sure did. Uh, if folks aren't familiar what we are talking about, uh, they should roll back and listen to episode 44, right? Popo's Crackdown. Mm-hmm. But, very briefly, we, Jesse and I both felt that we were a bit, perhaps a bit flighty. When yes. it came to the decks, like we'd pick something up, try it like three or four times and then be like, well, OK, let's move on to the next thing. So we said, no, no, we're going to focus. We're going to buckle down. We're going to pick a set of IDs and just churn on those for a while. Not forever. Sure. But for a while. Yeah. To really know their ins and outs and like try a bunch of different permutations of their strategies and all that. But we're like, well, what IDs are we going to pick? Like, and I, because we'd probably just pick the same one, the same shit we always pick. We always pick. Yeah. We're like, well, how about we mix it up? We'll let the power. We'll let the wisdom of the crowd decide. That's right. Turns out, crowd might not always be super wise, <laughs> but they um, are enthusiastic. But they are enthusiastic. Um, so, what we actually uh, do? We do we want to go through the top three? Sure, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So, so okay. So typically, if people aren't too familiar, what Nels? What do you usually like run? Um, runner side. I probably. I'm actually relatively flighty on the runner side. Um, huge, I played, huge, huge flake. Huge yeah, I've played a lot of shaper. Uh, a decent amount of anarch. Early like Valencia before before the DLR bullshit. Right. Um, <laughs> and I still have a super soft spot for Leela. Yeah. So, okay. like, runner side, I've been all over the place, which was part of the purpose of this exercise. Corporation side, of course, I'm 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 largely rolling deep with them clones. That's right. Nels has been a pretty big. Uh, Nels like Jinteki when it was corset and and not a lot everybody of said it was bad. Yeah. And I said no, no, no. No, you just wait. That's t- right. Till two years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's, how about you? Um, I I typically run Anarch. Yep. No matter what color I'm playing. Yep, correct. Um, and that's it's it's usually like self-destructive or or, or chaotic. It's um I actually handed a deck I was I was working on to to our good friend Brody. Yep. At Club Runner last night, and it, he uh, he soundly crushed his opponent. But he said Jesse plays card game. Jesse plays decks with very extremely high variance. <laughs> <laughs> so we're either gonna we're either gonna <laughs> go big or go home. Yeah, go big or go home, or 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 go back to your parents' place. Like it's it's, it's <laughs> the the swing's pretty big. So typically it's like you know not a lot of stability, and I, I I run a lot of anarch and I play a lot of red cards and. Uh, I borrow from the blue because, you know, the criminals got the good... They got the good stuff. They got the good stuff, but typically I'm an Anarch player. And for Corpse, I've basically only been playing Next... And Grendel? And Grendel. That's all <laughs> I've been playing is Next and Grendel, which, 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 which I do like. Yep. I never win with Grendel. Man, I tear the runner's deck apart, but I never seem to win with Grendel. Next, it lucks sacks into a win. So it's, again, high variance. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's to, so so we left it up to our wonderful listeners of Terminal 7 to maybe kind of hone in which is great because it feels like they were a little bit uh more you know educated 
on our on our choices. Sure. Our previous choices. So they were trying to like <laughs> kind of buck us out of our. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah regular yeah. systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So top three on Mr. Nels Anderson. Is this is this correct? No, no, oh, yeah. so, oh, so, no. Sorry, this is for this you. Is mine. This Your is mine. top three writers. What 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 came in at number three? Came in at number three was Armand Geist Walker, which is pretty good. The, Geist, the, yeah, the newest the tech lord. The f- I mean, you can't go wrong with a tech lord. Yeah, so the newest criminal. The newest, freshest criminal, which with, I think would have been pretty interesting. It would have been, yeah, because we have a lot of great trash stuff to yeah. keep that card acceleration going. Um, sec, uh, second place was Edward Kim. Humanity's Hammer. Humanity's Hammer. Now, if I was to be forced to work with Edward Kim, I might learn to love him more than I do lore-wise. Right. Uh, but nailing at the top with uh, about 10 more votes was Mr. Ken Express Tenma. The oh, man. Yep. Gotta go so, fast. Gotta go fast. Uh, the super runner. Yep. So what is, some folks may have, have forgotten, yep. <laughs> Ken Tenma showed up in Honor and Profit. Yep. What does he do? Ken Tenma gets, what, gains one credit for every, for the first time you play a run event. On your turn. On your turn. Yep. And the big deal with Ken Tenma is yep. he's a 45-17. Yep, he's got those two extra points of influence. Probably from Jinteki, you know, you know, from being... Cloning. There you go. Yeah, yes. he's got a couple extra, and that's I got to tell you that those two points can really round out uh, a mean deck. Yeah, I believe it. Um, so myself, runner side, um, coming in at number three. Another interesting criminal choice. Oh, okay. Also at All Iron Profit, hasn't seen quite as much play. Was Silhouette. Oh, nice. The uh, the leaner, quicker criminal ID where she's got a forty card deck size instead of forty five. Yep. And her ability is the first time you make a successful run on HQ. You get to expose one card. Which is doesn't sound that great, but man, if you ever in a position, sorry, Jinteki Trap, sorry what ice you try to jump them with, like you yep. are robbing the corp of one of its most valuable resources, and that's information. Sleep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's uh it's it's actually pretty cool. There was a silhouette deck I played quite probably like a year ago. Sure. That actually made pretty heavy use of prepaid voice pad. Okay. Which was actually I had a ton of fun with. Obviously it's a bit less tenable now that prepaid voice pad yeah, comes with it. Now the cops showed up. Yeah. Now now that we're now we're the the old enforcers are clamping down on us. Um but it doesn't matter she only came in third. <laughs> uh second place by a very thin margin by three votes. From silhouette. No. Oh. From the first place. Oh. There was a big gulf. The first and second were very close. Third place was trailing quite a bit behind. Okay. Um, big gulf between first and second. Coming in second, uh, to my chagrin, um, was <laughs> Nasir. Nasir Maidan, okay. the cyber explorer. Ooh. Um, he showed up in the lunar cycle. Mm. Uh, one of, if not <laughs> the strangest runners, I think. Aside from maybe like... The mini faction runners, sure. like Apex and it's, Adam, are so weird just because of all the other stuff that goes along with them. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like belong to one of the normal factions, yeah. Nasir may be the strangest. Yeah, Nasir comes out of left field, and I gotta highly recommend if you're teaching someone Netrunner, do not start. <laughs> Correct. Do not start with Nasir. Na- yeah. Nasir requires a very, very, very uh, thoughtful player behind yes. the helm and, and and even as a corp to, to, to start playing as Nessie yeah. is, a, is something else yeah because again if folks don't remember his ID ability is um, you get uh, you er, every time you encounter a piece of ice that was just rezzed your credit pool is wiped to zero yep and then refilled back up to the res cost of that ice <laughs> so if you're if you say charge into an assassin with two credits 
you lose those two credits, and then you get refilled back up to seven, and yes. you're super stoked. Um, but that doesn't matter. No, that doesn't probably, matter. <laughs> because the number one, again, by the slimmest of margins, I received the professor. The professor. Keeper of knowledge. <laughs> now, now, Shitter of pants. <laughs> the professor. And now, why would uh, the professor be uh, a difficult choice? So the professor's idea ability is that the first copy of each program you include in your deck does not count toward your influence limit. That seems cool. Sure. Disadvantages, the professor's influence limit is one. 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 So it's, it's a stim hack. It's a stim hack. It's a stim hack. It is never not a stim hack. Which, come on. The guys- At least for now, maybe once Rebirth shows up further down into the cycle. <laughs> I like that. That might be what the one point of influence goes to. <laughs> But for now, at one point of influence is always and forever a stim hack. Um, yeah, the the upside is he wasn't affected by the most wanted list That's because right. technically, including all those cards in the most wanted list, shaper pull, included, shaper included, right. pulls down your influence limit by one point each. But when you're already in the basements, there's one nowhere left to go. What is it that you said what? on on Twitter? It's like. Isn't it? Isn't it, it? It seems appropriate that the most wanted list does not affect the least wanted runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was on fire that day. Yeah, it's um, I mean it's okay. The problem is, it's just like your fun be, because you can't import anything, right? Like it's just your fundamentals are not good. Sure. So you're you're just kind of like. Any deck you put together, you're like, this is okay. And 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 but also, and my also, card draw is kind of crap. My economy is kind of crap. So I've got all these crazy silver bullets, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because I can't get my money and I can't get my cards. Yeah, because because the gun only loads like two bullets. Yes, and correct. you have like thirty silver bullets. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's it's okay. Okay, so so we 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 were talking. So we wanted to come out and say it. The Nels got hit with the professor. Nasir, super super close. Yes. So Nels has been experimenting with the professor. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to uh, l- limited success, I guess. Some success. So, some, some success. success. Sure. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's okay. It's just it's only okay. Sure. Like sure. you're never gonna be like I cracked the code. I figure out how to make the professor work. You're just kind of like Keystone. <laughs> exactly. It's like eh, sure. He's all right. Okay, but you did take a the old college try. Yeah, which is just yeah. great. So we'll see. I'm not. I'm not like there is some stuff coming up in Caligota that may convince me to continue sure we'll see maybe we'll 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 revisit some of our experience right after we talk about the corpse side yes thing. okay yes. So let's let's start with this so on the corpse you, side you want you you and your corp yeah so my corp votes were um pretty close uh this they were they were the the number one had quite a big gulf but the the other ones were a pretty pretty significant bump um it ended up being that third place for me was gagarin deep space Second place was Titan Transnational. Oof. And first place was the Kronos Protocol. Oh, right, right, which right. Which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, we will get into the results of that in just a second because... Because... What did your corporation... My corporation... look like? My corporation, let's see here. Oh, we're on this side, I see. Number three was Custom Biotics Engineered for Success. But it was also a tie. It was also a tie with... My all-time favorite next design, guarding the net. Yep. So all you wonderful listeners know that Jesse can only play a few decks in Netrunner, and you wanted to make it so I can keep 
my com- <laughs> keep in my comfort zone, and that's and that's great. So thank you, everybody that voted there. I think there was also it was was there even a third third tie for third place? Third third tie. Oh, geez, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> then there's also industrial genomics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Holy yeah. crap. Okay. Your third place was an incredible series of ties. Yeah. 29, 29, 20. Wow. That's yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that was it. But that doesn't matter. Nope. That doesn't matter. Lots of people wanted thought Jesse deserved a lot of diversity, which is very cool. That is cool. But second place. Second place, I want to say it's the cybernetics division. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because that's the brain damage. Yeah. You know, the one hand. Implicit brain damage. Implicit brain damage of. on the corpse side and the runner side, yep. I suppose, which is which is, which is cool. Uh, I could have a lot of fun with their HB, of course, has lots of strong cards. I'm happy with next. So that, that, that'd be still comfortable. But coming in at four at first. Yep. Sounds a little bit familiar to yours, Nels. I got Cronus Protocol Selective Mind Mapping as well. I know! So so I guess rather than have te- interesting custom-tailored selections for the both of us, uh, I, it was just custom Cronos proto- uh, Protocol in both cases. <laughs> oh yeah, and I would like to say Grendel also was pretty high on my list as well. Yes. <laughs> but um, so, so I got Custom Protocol, you got Custom Protocol. Chronos Protocol. Chronos Protocol. Not custom bias. Not, not custom bias. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yes. So, so rather than have us both play the same deck, because while it'd be interesting, it's like probably end up being pretty samey. Yep. Um, in the spirit of mixing things up, you took Chronos Protocol. Yeah, because I don't play a lot of Jintaki. Yeah. I, I, I put their cards in other places, but I do not play a lot of Jintaki. Yep. And then I took my second choice of, well, the second place vote, not yep. my second choice, the second place vote Agreed. of Titan, Titan, Trans, Titan Transnational, yeah, which right. is still actually my favorite Wayland ID. Cool. Um, just a just a touch above Blue Sun because like everyone thinks Blue Sun is the best. It's because they're smart. That's because so, so it's, 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 it's they're better players than us. <laughs> no, it's like big deal. Philistines. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've actually been Rock enjoying. I've been yeah, I've been playing Titan and enjoying it quite a bit more, which is lovely. And gotta gotta get in that time with Project Atlas before <laughs> before it gets rotated out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The 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 Atlas train. So. Uh, we we've had our we we've been able to mess mess around and play around for a, a, a few weeks now. Yeah, a few weeks with our with with things. So so what's some of the first things that you uh, garnered from your uh, experience with? Professor's not that good. Professor's not that good. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like I was saying, right? Where it's like because like programs can't solve all of your problems. Like you still need good fundamentals. Sure. But if you and but you you have the suboptimal fundamentals because obviously like. The, the best card draw is like, okay, well, it's out of this faction, or it's like, the, the normal, the stuff that you, that you are so used to doing, you don't even realize you're spending influence on it, where you're like, okay, well, I'll put in three Earthrise Hotel, three Daily Cast, two Career Fairs, I'm going to be doing great. And you're always like, I can't put in Career Fair. Those cards aren't as good anymore. <laughs> right, right. So really, the only, like, the only influenceless card draw that isn't super weird that you have access to as a professor is... Diesel, quality time, Earthrise, and collective consciousness, and that—that that is that sound you just heard was everyone going, "What's that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was—that's a two mu program that nobody runs, but oh, gives you some card draw. That's right. Um, so that's kind of basically all you got <laughs> to get through those cards. And so you also need um to the churning card. What is what's that one? The the one where the kids eating the burrito on the on the card. Oh, oh, uh, freelance coding contract. So freelance coding contract, that's like... That's money, that's but you money, need... but you're trashing all your bullets. Yeah, and like, you need you need to draw into all that stuff to barf it all out as much as uh, all at once, right? Like, I initially, I'm like, okay, I'll just fill my deck with programs, 
and three diesels, three quality times, use freelance coding contract. It'll be great. It's not that great. Because like, you're only getting programs. And, yeah. And, and, and we all know that we, the window of programs. Um, so what, so what, what uh, console? Are you running a console? Are you running a... Just currently it's just Astrolabe. Astrolabe, okay. Because the other ones are so expensive. Yep. Um, the, the one thing I discovered is for sure, at least with the setup I've got... Uh, MU expansion is not worth your time at all. Okay. Just run three leprechauns. <laughs> three <laughs> leprechauns are incredible because like a lot of your, a lot of the, the best programs that you're pulling in from the other factions, whatever, it's like they're the, they're partially balanced out because of a high MU requirement, right? Yep. And leprechaun doesn't give a shit about that. So you can have a magnum opus and a keyhole on one leprechaun <laughs> and that's it. And then you're, and you're good. Um, and same thing with, you know, sneak door and, Garrote, Hyperdriver, and all of that. Um, this rig sounds amazing, though. It's What's the problem? Not, it's fine. <laughs> it's just like, the 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 thing is, is that monetarily the best you're ever going to do in your turn is just to take eight credits off Magnum Opus. And that's often not good enough. Sure. <laughs> right? Because, like, I, mean, I guess you could maybe do some combination of, like, Magnum Opus and Caddy. I haven't tried that. Maybe I should more. But it's just like. Could we, could we maybe stealth? We could, we could try something stealth. We do Ghost Runners. We have uh, uh, Cloak. I I, yeah, I'm much around with that. Maybe. Maybe. Well, it's it, yeah. it sounds like there's not too much flexibility in your decisions. It's uh, kind of like... Well, I mean, yeah, your your decision is which programs do I want. <laughs> it, it makes it makes your deck choices a lot simpler because you're like, okay, well, I have my one point of influence I'm going to spend. Everything else is off the table, so I can just pretend it doesn't exist. Um, yeah, it's... It's okay. It's just like, it's okay. How about you? How are you enjoying your time with with Mister Express Ten Tema? So I took Ten Tema uh, to our to our pub burner event at the old Lions Lions Head, which which we had a great turnout last yeah, time. Yeah, it was great. Wow. Um, the first time I took it there, I I I was like, okay, Ken likes running. Let's 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 take three notorieties. There you go. And some early birds. And, uh, and, and, and let's get some doppelgangers out and let's, let, let, let's try that out. I, I, I went on to lose like every game, <laughs> um, oh. every game also because I, I realized like, okay, the, the, the run, even if it's run early bird archives, then run again, then like eat her through the, eat, sorry, eat her through the centrals, then double notoriety. Like that's a cool turn. Yeah. But that's like a huge, a huge like setup, like, right? I need, yeah, I, yeah. I really yeah. There, there's a lot of things that have to be in place. Good to go for that. Yeah, yeah. Also, man, Chrysium is getting everywhere, especially because you know mm. grid is just so good. Which is yeah. why demo runs so good. Thank you, Keith. Yes, demo I didn't run. realize this, but Keith totally. Our buddy Keith, who was on an episode, yep. probably like 10, 12 episodes ago, pointed out that like demo run counts for All both access. both whatever cards you're accessing out of R and D or HQ, as well as any upgrades. On those servers. That's right. And because I kept saying, Keith, it's up to you. You need to make demo run work in my deck. And he's like, Jesse, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I guess he went home and thought about it a bunch. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I got it. I'm going to run it in my Faust Gabe because you spend two on that run into that Chrysium. Because you know it's Chrysium. Like, yeah, of course it is. And uh, they're like, I guess you're in. And they don't they don't res it, but it doesn't matter because that demo run takes Close out Chrysium Grid yep. for and it, two credits. Yep. And it's 10 10 mode. You're running public turtles. And you can still trash whatever you access out of HQ sure. anyway. That's right. Yeah. And with Ken, yeah, you're getting your money back. You might even be making money if you're bringing. So you run in public terminals? That, yeah, the, oh, yeah, public terminals, huge. Um, we, had, we, we had some great uh, Twitter responses trying to ease us into our changes, mentioning <laughs> yeah. public terminal being MVP. And I got to say, it definitely is. It's, it's a cheaper prepaid voice pad for the events you're going to be running, anyways. Yep. 
Um, again, we can, we can get to all of, like, Dirty Laundry is like, what? A, 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 it's basically a sure gamble. Yeah. An extra sure gamble. Yep. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've, been, I've been enjoying it a lot. So, like, my first week was bad. Uh, the second week I brought in, um, you, I, went, I went for the Apocalypse Ken, Ken Mockalypse deck. <laughs> Ken Mockalypse. Ken Mockalypse deck. Um, and I also splashed, uh, I was reading on Netrunner DB, and a suggestion was, because you run two Apocalypses, because you're Ken, because you're flush with influence. Right. You got the eaters and stuff like that. And um, the what, what you also bring is two uh, independent thinking. So you can actually accelerate after you turn everything off a lot faster than the corp can. Because oh. all your stuff's face down, and you can actually just get scoop it all out and redraw up. Oh, which is which crazy. When this yeah when, yeah yeah when this deck worked, it was just uh, it was like insane. And I do man, have, I didn't think about that yeah because I because initially I was like whenever whenever I was like oh I'm putting in a deck with apocalypse. You're like what do you, what's the nice thing because like unless you're playing Apex. All that stuff on your board is way worse than it being trash, right? Because yeah. you can't deja vu or clone chip it or anything else. So it's like, what's the best way to get that crap like actually into your heap? It's like I don't chop bot, I guess. Yeah, but that's but it's man, so slow. yeah, independent thinking. You scoop it all, and and even if it's like, even if all yeah. you turned over was a couple resources or something, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. So I gotta, then they're all in the heap, ready to go when you drop the levy. Yeah. Oh man, that is smart. So it was it was cool. Like it's based it's based it's, it's heavily influenced by the the deck Mail Bomb, which is this this wonderful deck written on mm. and Netrunner DB. The, the guy wrote this great story about Ken Tenma doing all this cool shit. Ha, nice. <laughs> it's so cool. So I brought that there. And I do have to apologize because there's this insane ruling with Faint and Chrysium Grid. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. It's an insane ruling. Yes. Like, you got to back me up. <laughs> yes. And I was a few beers down. I was playing a good friend of mine, Trevor. I was playing Trevor, and um, I could not get... My brain couldn't process what right. exactly was happening. Yeah, so yeah. I basically just bullied into an illegal move. <laughs> and I have to apologize. Tre- Trevor ended up stopping me anyways like he normally does. But yes. I, I, I want to say, sorry, Trevor. <laughs> but the faint Chrysium ruling confuses the hell out of yes. me. So what? So if there is a resed Chrysium grid on HQ yes. and you use faint to bypass two. Yep. So what happens? So what ends up happening is... Chrysium Grid states the run is neither successful nor unsuccessful. Correct. Faint says... <laughs> okay. Faint says that... You bypass you two bypass ice. You bypass two ice, and the run is unsuccessful. No. no. And and when the run is successful, you do not access any cards. Exactly. So, the, those hit together at the same time, and since it's the runner's turn, the runner says, oh, it's actually successful first so i get to access no no no. the 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 chrysium grid just removes the if successful part entirely right so i get to access yep so you so weirdly with faint and a res chrysium you skip to ice and access a card out of hq anyway and you that that, but the the run does not count as being successful so that's the problem for the purposes of other cards like say apocalypse Apocalypse. so that was that that was my my problem so so you still get the access so i still weirdly i can still blow up chrysium grid because i've accessed yeah so that was that was the the big huge confusion because i thought it like defaulted i could say it was successful i could trump something it was right i i i goofed but i'm playing cards i'm not normally playing right (laughs) but but either way i gotta say the apocalypse turns uh, are just insane. Like, yep, it's so bonkers. And the th- probably the like, if you're sitting across from somebody who's playing Apex, you're already in your mind doing the okay. Well, either how can I stop this apocalypse? How can I stop the <laughs> inevitable stop the apocalypse? apocalypse? <laughs> or put myself in a place where I can at least recover from it. 
right without too much stress like maybe i won't play out all my ice or whatever sure because um, you because typically after the apocalypse uh if you get a couple etrs and the guy can't catch up sorry you're just yeah you, exactly it's not gonna work but when you're not playing against apex you almost never ever ever expect apocalypse to show up right especially if it's like I'd say someone who's running doppelganger and you see them going for the three centrals thing. You're like, oh, balls they are probably playing a notoriety or something. And then they go apocalypse and you go, ah, OK. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it, it, it's super swingy. It, it fit a lot more into my style than, say, uh, kind of like a like a like a reg, a, reg, a regular rig. Right. Tenma, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other things, too, is that like if there's anybody who can kind of come back from being from from being recover on the runner side of the apocalypse it's criminals right yeah because you know the turn after when they're like oh god trying to put all their stuff back together you can still siphon them like or if they just go like all right fine one etr ice on a remote i'm gonna try to score out my last four points you just go inside inside job job. like yeah the um i like the 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 event-based econ is great because it feels like all your tricks are 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 the the corp is blind to them they might be like I he has an inside job or he is this or he's that and now he's got this crazy apocalypse thing and we're like why is he running on archive oh no oh no oh, no <laughs> um, I also got a few lists uh, sent to me by friends um, our friend Perry from the island sent me this his typical Perry style crazy jankness that I will definitely give a shot oh sweet but it feels like Tema there's so much flexibility with uh, what he can do so I feel that I feel. I feel bad because you. There's not a lot of places you can go with your runner, but my runner can basically go anywhere. Yes, <laughs> lucky you. Lucky me. Um, relatedly, if anyone does have any kind of crazy professor decks that are yes. that are, Some, somebody help out Nels. Feel free to let me know. Um, I mean, we both also said that we can take a mulligan sure. if we end up in what, with one of these, just one of the IDs. If it's like totally, it's like okay. <laughs> We're just not getting anything out of this anymore. We can drop down to like our second or third place choice. Sure. Um, which I'm which, not. Which, I'm not saying I'm doing that yet. I know. I'm yeah. just saying it's an option. Nels is Nels is, <laughs> Nels is a trooper, guys. He really is giving it giving it the whole college try. That's right. Um, but on the corporate side, sure. How how are you finding selectively mind mapping people? Okay, so have you mapped many minds? I've I've, I've mapped a lot of minds. <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? Um, yeah, so with Chronos Protocol, and I, I, I find I, I'm finding myself in this position more and more often. I destroy the runner, and they still win. I, <laughs> like, oh no! I, like, so so typically the typically from what I've been experiencing, the Chronos Protocol setup: you do three Jackson, three power shutdown, three nearly MP, and basically just make it so. I don't care if the runner has all this money. I don't care. Because right. they have nothing to spend it on. Because I've snagged all his recursion or I've taken right. all this out. And then all you want is like a couple and the runs. Yeah. Once um, you get it in the bin, then you you bring up a blacklist. Yeah. Um, a couple, uh, uh, a, a nice splash I've, I've, I've noticed is like rotor turret or something. Like more mm. sentry stoppers, ETRs. They yeah. can stop the run. Uh, but hey, have you put Marcus Batty in there to make I, sure? I have. And I got to say, like, I have not been able to make him work. Once he always gets snagged out. The one trash. Oh, too I, early? Yeah, I, mm. I, I actually replaced him with she, with she Qs, which are way cooler in that deck. <laughs> because, honestly, because when they access, I'll pay one. Right. And typically, I'll just take one. No, you won't. Because I'm going to be digging in your hand. Yeah, you, yeah, You hate. You hate that. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and, if, and if the game gets dragged out longer, the more likely you'll be able to get all their breakers in the bin. And then just like, I'm just going to win now. Yeah, yeah. And I... I so I'm in a position where like 
I've, I've stripped the runner to nothing and they still manage to sneak through or get something or multi-access or one Hail Mary run and actually right. will always beat me. Like, I feel like no. Jinteki, <laughs> like, I, I think I've won a couple games. Yeah. But I, I remember actually playing again with, uh, with, with with Alec, one of our regulars at the pub runner. I, I, I smoked away all his programs. He's like, I don't think I can win. I'm like, keep playing. Yeah, Alec, and then he ends up winning <laughs> because he, you have to I didn't mean that. play that hard though. <laughs> yeah, That's, come on, sandbag, come on. <laughs> so I, I I've noticed that like you have all these great tricks. It's 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 it it's good, but like if if they have if they can get past your 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 sniping, maybe maybe I'm not scoring fast enough. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe. I'm, too, I'm having too much fun being. <laughs> uh, also, what I'm kind of like concerned about a little bit is like. Is there another place to go without the three Jackson power shutdown? Because I gotta say that's pretty awesome. One thing that I when Grail went when Grail when Chronos first came out, I did play it a bit, and one setup that I did like quite a lot was using all the, the Grail eyes. Right. Okay. Yeah, it, obviously, it takes up a lot of your influence, but it's still pretty good, yeah, um, especially if you uh, pack a couple t- corporate troubleshooters. Because mm. Lancelot's awesome until they drop Mimic. But if you can just be like, Lancelot, strength, four now. <laughs> and they go, ah, uh, and you go, yes, that is correct. Cool. Um, the grill setup is actually, pr- pr- can be pretty nice. Um, Excalibur, I will always kind of have a soft spot for it, just because that paired with either Mark Spatty, Caprice, or Nisei Mark II. I mean, it's the classic RP setup, right? But the thing okay. is, it's just as good. Not just as good, but not still decent even outside of rp right um where it's like if i can just if i can do excalibur and something else and if you if i can just with caprice or nisei or marcus batty or you just can't break the next piece of ice or whatever then there's literally nothing they can do to get back there's no like crazy tricks no (laughs) shenanigans like you cannot make any more runs (laughs) I will score this. <laughs> Deal See, with it. You can't even make a, like a, a run event. Nope. You just can't. You cannot make a run. Period. Man, um, which I, is lovely. Now I know why you got that that sword out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm a little bit like maybe I'm also not used to playing Jinteki, so I don't know where I'm where I'm, I'm going to be too flexible. But I will give it a shot. Initially, what I wanted to do was just have recursion and early in peace. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I can just and like you know re- recall them all. Through all of HB's shenanigans. Oh, um, that's actually kind of cool. It's just kind of cool. Oh. Uh, like a reclamation order for yeah. three neural MPs and yeah. just just barf them out one a turn for the next three turns. Yeah, but, but like how, like House and I scoring like when I when I first brought it, I think I got hammered by Donnie. Donnie nailed me with an ACR deck though. Was I was like what? Um, <laughs> but we, when I was playing, uh, I, I actually scored two early House and Ives, and that should have kept me the game. But I was I was blowing the the tokens too much and not mm. using my ability. So I need to. I need, I need to, like, cool my jets. Right. Which is difficult for me because typically I, I, <laughs> I, I, I that is not my style As you said earlier, go big or go home. That's right. And and it feels like a go big or go home Jinteki. Like, I just was too busy trying to go big when right. I, I should have scored, like, yeah, four yeah. turns ago. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to give it a try, and I want to thank everyone for putting me in a position where I can play the old red. Yeah. Just, just, just like my buddy Nels. Yeah. So how about you, Nels? You got... We we moved you from Cronus because that's 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 my bag for yep. a little bit, and we gave you Titan. Yes, Titan Transnational. Uh, and again, if people don't remember what this thing does, it's the um, whenever you score, it's a Wayland ID. Yep. Uh, also, like NEH has seventeen influence. Boom. Only one of the two corporations in the game that has seventeen influence. That's pretty cool. Yep. 
and it's whenever you score an agenda, you add an agenda counter to it. So regardless, regardless of whether or not you can actually use that. So there are some agendas that do, you know, obviously Project Atlas, but also your geothermal frackings and your high risk investments and all that stuff. Yep. But also just like boring old hostile takeover. Well, it still gets an agenda counter on it. Yep. And then you call up your buddy. Your, beep, 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 beep. your hedge fund manager, your <laughs> yep. investment banker friend, Mr. Mark Yale. Yep. And what Mr. Mark Yale can do is he can he can just he can just take those counters away. He can invest them even more wisely. Yeah, he's like, and then he can just strip a counter off, and then you just get three credits. He's like, you remember that hostile takeover? It wasn't hostile enough. That's there, right. <laughs> there's even more things we can grab out there. So we it have- needs to be more more hostile and more taking over. <laughs> What a guy. And so Mark Yale can actually do the whole shenanigans where I run the naked server and I pop Yale and I do all this stuff and the run didn't even happen. Yep. Just like our buddy Jackson Howell. Yep. It's, it's yeah, the, the one card that is like, eh, it's kind of okay by itself, but in Titan is incredible, is firmware upgrades. Oh, yeah. Or firmware so, updates. Yeah, the, the one with the bird on it. The yeah. one with the Hadrian's Wall on it. Yes. So, your upgrades so, or updates. Yeah, so um, what does this card do? And so why is it good? It's What's a 3-1 that? that when you score it, it gets three agenda counters on it, and you can spend one of the once per turn. You can spend one of those agenda counters to put an advancement token on a piece of ice. So it's like, okay, it makes your cosmic ice a bit cheaper to res or boost up your hadrians or whatever. One uh, one thing I do like with that is it lets you mid run turn a changeling from a sentry into a barrier. Cool. Oh, like yeah. that, like that move. Yeah. So criminals pulling some siphon shenanigans, and they have like a fairy or whatever, but they don't have corroder. And you go, oh, ho, ho, ah, ha, 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 it's a barrier now. <laughs> and they're like, this is the first and only time this play will ever happen. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. That might be the one that mattered. But so um, it starts with three. So it starts with three. In Titan, it gets four. four. But the thing is, is that with Mark Gale, whenever you just need cash, you can just use him to just slurp counters off of firmware updates. So when scored... If you haven't used any of the tokens, that thing can immediately give you 12 credits. Yeah, so that, that, that that's important to note that, that you that you'd have to click to do this. Yep. No, Mark's Mark just like, is, oh, by the way. Res him, burn the, t- burn the tokens off. Yep. It's, yeah, so someone will run, like when you're down to like zero one credits, being like, they, it's like, okay, I don't have a killer installed, but I know they can't res any ice. And you're like, I'll res Mark Gale. I will burn one token. I have four credits now. Now I will res this archer. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, wow. So, like that's that's a pretty crazy. Like actually, when I when I looked at the ruling of that, I'm yeah. Like, Wait, but firmware upgrades can give you what? Like that's yeah. a, that's an insane amount of money you can just get for scoring a three-one. Yep. But yeah. then you still need Mark. You still need Mark. You still need to score a three-one. Yep. That's so that's putting you down uh, three credits. Yeah. One click for the install. Yep. Uh, click to protect. So yeah. okay, we're we're thinking it's like actually probably the only uh, positive bonus from actually scoring. Uh, Yes. <laughs> on, a, on, a, on an agenda. But, yeah. So it's hard to make a case for it outside of Titan. Um, sure. Or for some reason, some insane reason you weren't running Titan Transnational with Mark Yale. Uh, but when you got Mark, it's really good. <laughs> so, 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 so uh, have you have you uh, had any, like, really, really strong plays with Mark Yale, the, the mid-turn, mid-turn Oh, money? I mean, the the thing that, like... It's 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 almost become passe now, right? Sure. That, like, everybody used to remember the days when you never ran at Wayland when you had less money than they do 
because then the next turn you'll just get the SEA source yep. and some Scorched Earths. But because now that all of the Scorched Earth killing is moved into NBN and it's always with like 24-7 news cycle or mid-season replacements or whatever, it seems like a lot of folks just forgot the SEA source exists. <laughs> 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 so they'll run and they'll you know you have like 15 credits and they have like seven <laughs> and then they go uh-oh and you go i'm a i'm a resmar gale i'm gonna eat all these tokens i'm gonna play sea source wow and it's it is wonderful wow so it's like it's a return to form with like just- yeah it's it's like classic just i get money wayland except except the thing you you also have a perfectly viable fast advance strategy. Right, we have the Atlas train. Yes, Astro train, get out of here. <laughs> you, Atlas you, train. You cost one influence. Atlas train is where it's at. Yeah. Um, so, 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 why? How does Atlas train work now? So, yeah, because with Titan Transnational, anytime you score any agenda, it gets an agenda counter on it, no matter what. Which means that if you just put a Project Atlas down naked, score it next turn, boom, it's gonna it's got an advancement counter on it. Right. Or if you're scoring it. In one turn with either Biotic Labor or a San San City Grid, boom, it's still got a counter on it. Um, yeah. Initially, I was trying the Biotic Labor route. I found it a little bit brittle. Okay. Um, because it's like, okay, unlike Astro, where, you know, you get one, you just turn into the other. You you still need... You, scoring an Atlas lets you get the next agenda, but it doesn't actually help you score it. That's correct. Right? Yeah. It'll so, put it in your hand. But. Yeah, exactly. So you, you still need either to find another bio, you still need to find another biotic labor or use the Atlas for a biotic labor and try to use a fast track. But it was just like a lot of pieces moving around that were sure. just like otherwise eating up space and not being that good, right? Right. Um, I swapped over to San San City Grid where despite its inclusion on the most wanted list, that just means it's effectively worth four influence, yep. which is the same as biotic labor anyway. <laughs> right, right. right? So it's not like it costs anymore. Um, but the thing that Sense and City Grid does is it also makes that SEA source kill easier, right? Yep. Yep. Because the runner has to get it, has so they play. have to make a successful run, and they have to pay five credits to blow it up, which puts them five credits in the hole, which just makes the SEA source, even if you're not going for the kill, right? Even if they're just down on money, you can drop SEA source and, you know, nuke their professional contacts or their Katie Jones. Sure. And then they're way behind for a long time and you're in a you're in a great position. But the other thing I like about Sansan is you can actually do the Atlas train, right? Like you put, you know, your Archer yep. <laughs> or your Hadrians in front of it. Even Hive. Hive is great. Yep. In front of your Sansan Reset, drop the first Atlas. They There's a chance the runner can't, like they have to deal with that immediately Chances are they might not be able to do it like that turn. Yep. So then you just grab the next atlas, slap it on there. If they don't, if they still can't get in, you just do the last one, <laughs> and then you finish off with a hostile takeover, and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I found that trying both uh, Biotic Labor and San San City Grid, I vastly prefer San San City Grid. Plus, you can get it back with interns, sure, um, stuff like that, where it's just. Yeah, the runner has to deal with it way more than they have to de- deal with biotic labor because you can't really deal with biotic labor, right? Unless you're playing Ed Kim or, you know, you got some lucky imp tokens or whatever. Yeah. It's like the runner, okay, they know it's there, I guess, and then they're like waiting for a clot or something. That's like, that's their hope, right? It's their hope to deal with it. Right. But it feels like Sansan actually forces a reaction out of the runner more um, in a way that I quite like. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, what will do you borrow any ice from anybody else? Is there any other tokens? I don't think use? so. I think the ice is mostly just like, you know, 
reasonable Wayland barriers. It is right. true that like <laughs> they, they don't really have any good code gates. Yeah. Um, wormhole is great, oh, oh, especially okay. when you can use it. Like if you need to use, if you don't need the money, like using the Escort firmware updates to make wormhole eventually free yep. is wonderful. Sure. Um, Wendigo is actually... Oh, I actually did this at one of the games we played at the Lions where someone had someone was playing noise and they had installed an imp. And so I put uh, Wendigo in front of San San City Grid. Ooh, I like that. And they ran through it. And I'm like, what, uh, you know, what, what, if people might not remember, Wendigo <laughs> is just a code gate that uh, its sub is the, the corporation selects a card in the runner's rig and the runner cannot use that card for the duration of this run. So it's kind of, you know, like an extra piece of gear check. It's like a gear check code gate, but it has to be in front of something else. Yeah. Generally, right? Like, you know, if you've got like Wendigo and Ice Wall, you say, oh, Corroder is the card you can't use. So then they have to break Wendigo as well as Ice Wall. Yeah. But Wendigo in front of San San City Grid, if the, if the runner's playing noise, you're like, uh, you cannot use Imp. And they're like, I don't have five credits. And I'm like, I know you don't. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Wind, Wendigo plays. So it was actually like, I mean, there's only one copy of Wendigo. Sure. You, you don't ever <laughs> want to see more than one per game. But that one was actually not bad. It's cheap to res. Like, cool. it's, it's a little bit positional. Yep. But it's cheap to res. It was actually, it actually did some work. And, yeah, much like how people forget about SEA Source, people also sometimes forget about Archer. <laughs> yeah. I, I Actually, I, I, I did run that one off in my Chronos Protocol with Archer. Oh, there you go. Well, because we, 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 we have a suite of, like, like three like three ones right mm-hmm. um and so you can probably get the archer I mean, if the archer is res it might be the only thing you actually need to res for like it might be the only piece of ice you actually need out right <laughs> if you're b- busy blowing up all their stuff yeah, yeah so like yeah archer is like a, a, a i like that we're bringing we're bringing back the classics this oh is yeah cool like uh, yeah it's nice it's the stuff that like i mean the only bummer is that because there's so many anarchs floating around and because anarchs are probably just going to drop a david like Yep. That Archer is like, yes, you ate up all the counters on the David. You got two credits back from your res cost. Um, doesn't get you that much mileage. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, it can definitely put like a big damper into some people's games in a way that is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Cool. It, it, it feels like uh, we kind of swapped our style of play with a, a bit. A bit. A, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a very fun experiment, especially like. I'm going to grasp about the professor and I maintain that he is not like, <laughs> it's just, you, you get so screwed with the fundamentals not being good. You, you kind of end up painted into a corner pretty severely. Right. But it has been interesting still trying to figure out like how to make things work in that context. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, it's been a cool experiment for sure. And I'm mm. looking forward to keep, keep rolling with it for a bit. I'm definitely not soured. I'm like, uh, why well, I never want to see <laughs> another Atlas again. Oh, my listeners are so bad. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely been fun and I'm, I'm, Stoked to continue the Me exercise. Too. Me too. We'll, we'll check in a yep. bit in the future. Maybe not the next episode, but like maybe the one after. Yep. We'll have another like state of the state because at that point we'll probably have one or two data packs worth of stuff. That's right. Yeah. That may have may have been changed. There's definitely one card for Mr. Tenma. <laughs> there's de- for sure. There's definitely a and there's Tenma one card. thing that the professor could use. I don't know if it's just going to be like <laughs> more fuel in the jank tank. Can you imagine like the the. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, Professor's great if you run Rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, well. Actually, yeah. What if, guys, guys, what's the ruling there? Like, so can Nell start as somebody else and 
turn into the professor. So it's <laughs> it could. It would be bad. Yeah, but like it's still technically along with this this experiment. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I'm having a blast. I think Tim is really flexible. I think I can try a few other. I can do. I can probably. I can probably try. Uh, a stealth rig. I can probably try a lot of stuff. That would be them. interesting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. And I want to thank... There's there, there's so many cool Tema stuff available online that I've been researching and digging my hands into. And like, man, there's been there's some really, really smart players out there. So it's, yeah. it's, been, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, we also have a bunch of mail and news and various updates. Great. Um, first, first, just a, a shout out. If folks may remember, or perhaps they haven't listened to, uh, on episode 26... Life as a dung beetle. Oh yes, our friends uh, Eddie Boxerman and Dave Burke. That's right. They are designing this wonderful card game called Karmica. It's not a collectible nope. or living card game like Nightmare. It's just self-contained. You get what's in the box. Yep. Um, but it still definitely has like a little bit of a clever deck building feel, and it definitely f- when we played it, it felt like a very nice companion to a card game like Netrunner. Yep. Where it's not as intense, it's not as meaty, it's not quite as long, but it's still gives you a lot of very interesting things to think about and stuff that's on its surface seems it's like oh okay that's what this does but then you're like oh wait a minute but then i could put this with the oh yeah. you get a lot of newton hit on the head with the apple moments of just like oh that's how this could work yep. um ends up being very satisfying in that regard yep. but if folks so if folks haven't listened to this should go back and check out the episode but the important note is that they just put up a kickstarter for karmica that's right because you know they're just two guys. Yep. They don't have the means a to... A factory. A uh, factory. They don't have the means to just, like, blindly order a crapload of cardboard and plastic from China and and hope <laughs> that they don't go broke selling it. Um, so they've actually... It looks like the campaign's going really well. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, it's a, it's a normal Kickstarter setup where it's like, okay, well, here's the basic version, but... We would love to do like a really fancy board or whatever. Sure. Um, and definitely one of my favorite things about Karmica is that the art is yeah. lovely. They got a really, really good guy on there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the kind of the more money they're able to raise, the the better a lot of that stuff will be. You know, just have nicer paper, yeah. a fancier yeah. board. T- typically, the, the industry me and Nels are in are, is, is video games. And video games and Kickstarter have a touch and go relationship. Yes. Uh, but but things that are physical. Yeah. Card kick, games and board games. Things things that need things in boxes and, yep. and physical physical stuff. Uh, Kickstarter is great for and it seems like it's a perfect match for Karmica. Yeah. Well, especially because like the game is done. Like, yeah. we've played it. Yeah, we played it. It's we fun. played it as it is. It's done. So yeah. literally, it's not like, oh, we're going to raise this money and then two the years The game will be really now. good, I promise you. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like they literally just need the money to... To make it. To place the order yeah. <laughs> and then have it shipped to your house where you and your friends can play and enjoy. Yeah. Um, so definitely, folks, check that out. You can just search for Karmica Kickstarter and boom, you'll get it. And of course, we'll link it in the show notes as well. Yep. Um, Actually, speaking of that yes. episode... Where were we when we recorded that episode? Oh, we were at the Terminal City tabletop convention right here yep well almost here in technically <laughs> in burnaby british columbia but that's just outside of vancouver so yep. that's good enough um we are gonna well one of us yes one of us will one of us is gonna be back there running a tournament it is on march i want to say six sixth it's 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 week after gc before before gc thank you yeah um i believe it's march 6th yeah um but yeah folks should just look for terminal city tabletop convention and all the details are there. But yeah, going to run a just a normal, you know, show up, five rounds, yep. Swiss Netrunner tournament. And we, it was a great time last time. Yes. We're going to have another great time. Last time. year was a blast. Yep. Um, and it is like, it's like a two-day thing. Yep. Uh, 
so folks can come for the Netrunner on one day and then just roll back and play a bunch of like this is where you know Eddie and Dave were like having like a prototype playtesty yeah. thing. They have they have a prototype area where you can actually go and just check out stuff and there's really, really everybody's really friendly and they want just want people to try their game out and yeah and you can game. like actually talk to the person who's making the game you know figure out like kind of help them like okay well this bit was kind of confusing or I didn't really understand like the strategy here yep and that that's always a thing that I find like either with digital games or analog paper dice games it's always very like that experience of just sitting down with someone who's built something and like like helping give them feedback on the thing but also kind of see what they're trying to accomplish um and then maybe later being able to compare that down the road when the thing is is done yeah is always a very satisfying experience for me definitely yeah um so yeah folks should come and check that out it should be really cool yep and come down play netrunner with the vancouver meta yeah that'll be a good time too yes um but we did have a couple letters from folks afield as well great uh one was from mr peter Lytle? I hope I said that right. Um, he says that I'm coming back to Netrunner after about a year's hiatus. And, oh my god, I feel like I'm back <laughs> at square one. <laughs> the game is very different from where it was back in late 2014, and given the now enormous card pool, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around the state of the game. The new players I'm introducing to the game are struggling even more. What I'm looking for is a more current and complete version of the excellent Anarch Strategy article written by L. A. David Amir back in 2014, and there's a link to it. It was on Fantasy Flight's website, The Anarch Way. Oh, yes. Um, it was a fantastic teaching tool for new players as it gave a strategic overview of the faction and then explained the core cards of each deck archetype. This was great for encouraging new players with deck building as it gave them a solid foundation to build around and experiment with. I've been sifting through the, the different Netrunner sites looking for something similar, but everything I've found tends to be either too basic or far too advanced. Do you have any articles or sites you can recommend? Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's a really good question. I, I Being being this deep into Netrunner as you and I are, it's very difficult to, to kind of put ourselves in that headspace, I think. Yeah, I know, right? I'd be like, man, if I was just starting, like, and, and, and it is real, if, like, if there's I not could, that many cards. If I like, could well, strip two and a half years of experience out of my mind. Yeah, and it's, I guess there hasn't really been a lot of training decks. Yeah. Right? Or, or, or the thing is, like, these people that write these articles, and there's some amazing articles being written. There's like some super fun. There's super fun ones. There's super janky ones. There's super competitive ones. But I, I, I got to say, like, he's, he's absolutely right that... There's no the 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 middle ground isn't there. The, yeah, the, like the fat the foundation stuff. I actually remember reading the Anarch Way. That was a really really great yes. article. Um, it actually takes me way back to when like I don't know if anyone remembers this, but the Inquest was the magazine that was basically the the Magic the Gathering magazine. Oh, and it had right. it always had like Brom doing a cover or something. But I remember there was one article that I'll never forget, and it was basically how to actually fuck freaking build. Uh, Magic the Gathering deck. Like right. Le- land and stuff like that. And I will never, ever forget that article because yeah. it was it was what I based all my surreal janky stuff on. Right. And Netrunner, like, I find that as a new player, I remember being a runner and I remember being like, what the hell do I do? Like, yes. What do I build? Like, how many of these do I need? Do I need... And then... It just, it just was very... Like, do I need every type of... Th- every type of breaker? Like, right. Um, yeah, there's... There's... There are some that's will if, if obviously if folks have any recommendations, you should definitely write in and yeah. we'll try to share that. Perhaps on the idle idle thumbs forum would be a good a good venue for that. Yeah. Um we did a couple episodes where we did like high level overviews of each of the different factions. Um right. yeah. that may be a little bit of use. I don't know if it's too surface level for what this guy's looking for or what Peter's looking for or not. Um, but maybe there might be something useful there. Mm-hmm. Um 
there are I don't know about like I haven't come across any things that are like very specific faction overviews but there are definitely some folks who have kind of taken a, a specific deck archetype which might be like a step into a faction at least and really broke that down um there's a couple different folks who upload uh videos to youtube that do that kind of like deck deconstruction and those oh, can yeah. be really satisfying yeah actually uh nord runners are really great yes nord uh, run does a pretty good job. i think there's a guy named willingdon willingdon uh, i think he's done that for a few things as well um other specific decks or like terminology type stuff or whatever and i thought that was pretty good um yeah i i I always find actually when they actually have their deck set out just like like as it would be on a table just every card right and they just goes through all of them yeah it's like that's why this is here that's why this is here they're they're like uh three sure gamble of course best econ for one click yep (laughs) and it's going next like those i actually got a lot of information out of those guys that were just talking about why the why the choices they make are in there yeah um and and again with 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 a new player they're like what's chrisium grid and like let me tell you yeah (laughs) so when a run is successful but not unsuccessful <laughs> yeah so it feels like uh it feels like there's i, I maybe maybe just go into like reg rig blank like, yeah probably probably the one thing that is good regardless is f- figure out decks that just focus on those fundamentals yeah that like once you kind of under like you know probably has maybe like a trick or two sure but is basically like Focus on the fundamentals and then stop the runner or, you know, yeah, stop the runner, score, get money, draw cards, install breakers, make runs. Yeah. Um, ideally seeing more than one card per run. Yeah. And so, so, so there you go. I, I, I think that's actually pretty important because, uh, as, as new, like new players need to know that like, oh yeah, spending 14 credits to look at one card in R and D not a good idea. <laughs> What's also really funny is when they win that way. Yes. And they're like, oh, I'll do this all the time. And you're like, ah. You're like, no, that may happen sometimes, but that should be, oh, that was a Hail Mary, not a, not a preferred strategy. <laughs> um, yeah, they're probably like focusing on some just decks, both corpse side and runner side that are all about the fundamentals is probably not the most intense place to start. And ideally not... Um pulling in too many cards at once yeah that's right yeah like you know start with obviously just the corset and then like corset plus one or two deluxe boxes for the factions that they're into or whatever and that can be a bit you know a bit easier of an on ramp yeah as compared to like there are technically 700 cards available to you <laughs> pick the 15 you like <laughs> that's not good for anybody yeah um, but yeah if, if folks do have any like pieces similar to that um Anarchway, Anarchway thing yeah. that uh, Odd wrote. If anyone has other similar things like that, definitely we'd love mail about them, and we can collect those all up and yeah. share them. And and or and and even even just deck list for for places to start yeah. would, would would be helpful. Good yeah. um, good good question though. Relatedly, in fact, uh, another rad listener, Mister Frank Brinkley, he has a project going on right now oh. that may well be of interest to Peter and the other folks who are bringing to the game. So he started organizing this through uh, Stimhack, the, the the Netrunner website, Stimhack. Right. But oh, the, yes. Yeah, the idea is, he, he calls it the Meta Evolution Project, um, a casual deck-building playing idea. And the idea is that it's basically kind of slowly ramping people 
from the start of the game up to now, where the start is the decks will only be corset only. That's it. All you got is corset. Okay. You know, build some decks, do some playing. You know, they'll probably organize some games on like Jinteki.net or Stimhack or just like do this with your community, whatever. Um, and then slowly they'll be expanding the card pool. So it's like initially just corset. Okay. And then after like a month or two, a few months, whatever, the first half of Genesis. And then the second half of Genesis. So it's basically like an accelerated march through the game as we've known it over the last like two and a half, three years, whatever, uh, to get folks all the way back up from the beginning to now. Oh, wow. So it's almost like like, crash course. Yeah. It's one part crash course, one part like time capsule. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) cool. Go back and remember, it's like, oh, remember when Blue Sun first came out and it was just wrecking everyone's faces? Right, right. Um, Or like, remember when, what would be other interesting, like, like crazy... I don't know, the world is yours, like, blitzy NBN decks or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's interesting both for people who have played the game a lot. Yep. As well as folks that are new, right? Because, like, I think it's an interesting deck-building challenge to be like, you only have access to the core set and the first half of Genesis. And you're like, oh my god, do I put diesel in my game deck <laughs> yeah well the criminal's got to draw from somewhere yeah exactly right and, and that's actually a, good, a really good experience of being like what the factions are lacking what they're great at right away yes because right now everyone has strange answers to everything and that's why as a as a new player you're probably like what the hell like yeah what what, what do criminals even do it looks like they can do everything just yeah. like shapers just like anarchs yep it's um yeah it's it's i think it's a cool project i don't know if i have the just time right now to do it um but i think it is a super cool endeavor yeah and uh yeah folks definitely just look for the thread Uh, we'll link it in the show notes but they can also look for the project on stimhack and just see the details and totally folks jump in because it sounds like a thing that's super cool and if i if i can slice up a little bit of time maybe i'll try to jump in for at least a small a small chunk of it yeah (laughs) yeah um and i think that's about everything i think that yeah yeah um as always, if folks have, you know, suggestions for cool pieces for, that we can pass on to Peter and the folks yep. or deck lists for <laughs> the professor or any of the other IDs that Jesse and I are tr- trying out right now, they're more than welcome to send those in to Terminal7 at idlethumbs.net or you can just shoot us a link, a chat, a message, whatever, on Twitter at Term7. Um, we, we try not to flog this too much, <laughs> uh, but... It is unfortunate fact of the world we live in now in the year 2016, where the main way that this podcast is discovered, aside from folks telling friends about it, which if you do, you are coolest and the best, Yep, uh, is through iTunes. And the way that iTunes weird internal algorithms work is the more ratings a show has, I think it's like less so even how many stars the ratings, just how many it has, period, um, really influence the discoverability of the show. Uh, reviews as well. So if folks haven't or, you know, just, especially if you live in a country that's not the US or the UK, um, because iTunes has weird individual rating stores for every nation, because I guess the opinions of people in the US don't matter to <laughs> people in Ireland. Um <laughs> Actually, that's probably true. Uh, (laughs) uh, That ratings and reviews on iTunes totally help us a ton, a ton, a ton. Um, And if you have done that or do that now, you are the coolest and the best. 
Thanks for the visibility, guys. Yeah. And finally, thank you very much to our Mr. Our friend, Mr. Joey Godard, yeah. for helping us engineer this podcast. He is part of the the collective, the incredibly talented assemblage that is Power Up Audio. And a quick shout out, their game just came out. Oh, they did, yes. The game that Joey and Kevin and, and all the re- Jeff, all the rest of those guys did the audio and music for. Um, Darkest Dungeon. That's right, and I gotta say, they killed it. Yeah, that game is great, and it's a uh, a turn based like dungeon. To say it's a dungeon crawler really sells it short. Yeah, it's it, it, it's kind of like a a, a, a dungeoneer stress simulator. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's like you know it it's it tr- we while the 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 um somewhat dramatic fantasy no pun intended of like you know stalwart heroes delving into a dungeon and slaying the monsters and then taking their money and making the world come back home and going to bed peacefully if you think about how horrible like seeing a rotting corpse like rip your friend's throat out would be you don't really come back from that untouched (laughs) (laughs) that's right the game's basically got two sets of hit points you got your sanity you got your hit points Sanity is pretty important because once, yeah. once that cracks, a lot of bad things start happening yeah. in the game. Um, it, it was made by our friends Red Hook. That's right. Here, here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's on. It's available on Steam now. It'll be coming on PS4 a bit later in the spring. That's right. Um, but folks, should check it out. Darkest Dungeon is fantastic. Yep. Uh, but thank you very much to Joey and Power right. Up for helping us engineer this episode. And finally, of course. Yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Ed Harrison, for letting us use his track, Tin Soldiers, from the Neo Tokyo OST. Um, if you have that, you're cool. <laughs> and if you don't and want to be cool, you can get that at edharrison.bandcamp.com. You know, um, not Socrates. Guy, uh, guy in the bathtub, Eureka. Oh, the Eureka guy. Oh, man. I'm just going to edit that out. Yeah, it's sure. too fucking embarrassing otherwise. <laughs> <laughs>